So what's the equivalent? I mean, he's not a culture vulture. Culture vulture. No, no, he's not. But what is the equivalent of somebody who does that similar thing just to, just because it's hot? You know what I'm saying? Okay. A culture vulture. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is Sean King that? As far as civil rights, you think? I don't know. Based on this? I don't know. Maybe. Candace on the black man is the most detrimental thing to society. <laughs> she just popped one out not too long ago. Hey, she did. <laughs> she did. Whether she believed it or not, or I mean, she married a white guy, but yeah, that baby gonna have some melanin in him. He's gonna have some melanin in him, but at the same time, though, you know, you know, that's that's gonna be another topic for another show. But a lot of people are doing that right now. All you gotta do is look at the commercials. Interracial yeah, marriages. And uh my, what, what, I remember my wife pointing out to me, I'm like I'm like, surely they're not doing this on purpose. Oh, it's on purpose. But then you keep saying it and it's like, okay, guys. It's on purpose. Come on, on purpose. I get it. I really I get it. But most people end up with people they're around. Yeah. And they're around people who look like them. That's true. That's why there's black on black crime. That's, That's why true. there's white on white crime, Hispanic on Hispanic crime. Mm-hmm. Crimes are committed against people they're around. Right. People fall in love with people they're around mostly. Mm-hmm. I get it. I really do. Yeah. I get it. You know, we're all humans. Love one another. You're supposed to. But at the same time, it's not realistic. You know? It's not. <laughs> it's not. But see, that, that, that's where it also goes back to uh, somebody like Bill Cosby being destroyed in his image because that was a great picture back in the day. If you really look at it, when I say picture, I'm not even talking about the show in itself. I'm just talking about the photo of just seeing a black husband and a black wife who was successful and their kids all around them in a nice home. You know, mm-hmm. handling pro- problems every single day like like uh, Family Ties. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. With Mike Seaver and all them? Yep. I mean, that's basically what the Cosby show was. But it was a black family showing you the same side, you know, in a different way. Because a lot of shows that we had back in the day, man, it was basically showing the rough side of black living. Yeah. But we have successful black men and women also. Was that the first? Because I know you had Good, good Times, 227, all the... You had good the time. The struggling shows. Well, but, I don't want to say struggling shows, but the, I mean to be honest. To be honest with you, I mean it still was kind of struggling because, don't get me wrong, good times, good times. That was a struggling show. They were showing you, the project side, you know, but two two seven, it was showing you a black family that's that's doing that's that's doing pretty well, you know, living good. But then they live in an apartment or something like that. I think they live in an apartment. Yeah, I think it's an apartment or something like that. But I'm saying you really barely ever see shows with. Successful black couples. One is a doctor and one is a lawyer. I mean, how many times do you get to see that? Right. I mean, Bill Cosby was a doctor. Claire Huxtable. I mean, Bill Huxtable. I mean, what was his name? Cliff, Cliff Huxtable. Huxtable. Cliff, Cliff Huxtable. Huxtable. He was a doctor. Claire Huxtable was a lawyer. And they raised their kid like black, like a black man and a black woman should. You know, they didn't spat a rod. You spat a rod, you spoiled a child. They didn't do that. They, they, they raised them tough, but then they also let them know that in this society, you better be prepared. And I'm going to prepare you. If I don't prepare you, I'm not doing my job. And that's what I feel like a black family should be standing on. If I'm not preparing you to walk into this world and to experience the things that are going to come, I'm failing as a parent. Because you're going to go out here and you're going to be enticed by anything and anybody that comes to you. Because I didn't really instill into you, like, this is what's going to happen. This is what's coming. And if you're not strong enough to bear it, look what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We had another good show like that, too. We talked about it before. Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. One was a judge, and the other one was basically, she was a lawyer. But you remember she, then she started being a stay-at-home mom, right? I, I was about to say, the first one was a lawyer. Then. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what Aunt Viv 2 did. I guess uh, she did yeah. stay at home. I, yeah. I, I think she was kind of like a stay-at-home mom. When she had Nikki, I guess she just stayed at home. Right. Because it was never... Establish what she did after that. But. Right. But that's all I'm saying. You know, all this stuff ties together. And basically what I'm saying is, 
you cannot erase something that's still going on, period. And just about everything we just talked about just, just now, it shows you that it's still going on mm-hmm. right now. I mean, just what, what was a couple of days ago you saw somebody get killed by the cops. I forgot the guy's name, but you, you, it's still happening. We had George Floyd happen. We had all this stuff. Ahmaud Aubrey, that's still going on. We we had all this stuff happen. And we don't want to talk about it. It was until just now I forgot that just two days ago Derek Chauvin was sentenced. Yeah, he was sentenced. I think uh, he got, what, 22 years? 22 and a half. 22 and a half. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what the max was. Hmm. But, yay? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yay? yay? I mean... <laughs> It's countless of others. But at the same time, I mean, everybody else got a slap on the wrist, so you had to prove point on this one because it was it was been driven home. Black people stood up on this one. But at the same time, though, it was 22 and a half years. So that means he's probably going to do 10 and do 10 on probation. And because I don't think it's 22 and a half to the door. I think it's, he probably got a possibility of parole. I haven't looked all the way into it. I haven't it. looked up. I haven't looked but, I'm, but I'm pretty sure he might not even do 10. That's the whole thing. Because he was a cop and he's going to go in on good behavior. And then at the same time, they're going to protect him on the inside. You but, think so? Of course. Of course. Oh, the, yo, yeah, the cop. Okay. I don't think he's going to be better, in population. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, because if he's he in gen pop, yeah, he better. They're not going to put him in gen pop. I don't see that happening. Do you? Honestly. <sighs> I don't. I, I. I. really don't see that happening. I don't see that happening in Jim Pop. But at the same time, I mean, you never know. But I. I really don't see him going to Jim Pop. But I. I feel like he's going to be in a safe haven. Safe haven in prison. He's going to be by himself majority of the time, and you know, he's going to be looked after. But at the same time, though, yay. It's like we said about uh, graduating high school and Juneteenth. I mean, it was. That's. Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen. Kill a dude, you face you face consequences. It's supposed to happen, but that just goes to show you where we are. Everybody is happy about something that's supposed to happen, happening because we barely ever get to see it. I don't know if I would call the black community happy. I think it's more like relieved. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I kind of, kind of, that weight is kind of just like for this incident incident in particular. You can take that deep breath because it's finally off your back, off your right. chest. Right. So I don't know if I would call it happy, but you're right. I, I, I probably wouldn't call it happy either. I probably just like like you just said, relieved because everybody was expecting something different. Yeah, because like you know, everybody was happy when he got convicted, but it's like okay, how much are they gonna give him? <laughs> like what they because we can this is still go south. But with so much that that happened, even with uh, the George Floyd situation. Think about all the other cases that was going on at that time. The Breonna Taylor. The young lady in the same state. Yeah. The one with the knife? Was that the same state? Oh, the, the one with the knife, yeah. Was that the same state or was that another? No, that, I think that was also in, uh, what, what was that in, Washington? I'm not sure, but I don't. I don't I... No, 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 not, not Washington, uh, Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee. Yes. Milwaukee, yeah. yeah. Wisconsin, whatever. So, but the thing is, is like, but these something else type... happened, not to cut you off, but something else did happen not too far from where George Floyd was killed. No, something did happen. I can't remember what that one was. Something did happen. Oh, the young lady was killed in Milwaukee, I believe. What, what, what about the Ritter kid? The Ritter guy who shot the protester? Oh, screw him. I don't care about him. What about him? I don't find out what happened about him, but I don't know. I mean, that guy right there. I mean, you got to understand, you see, you see stuff like this happening. Yeah, you see stuff happen, and, and, and it's still being slapped on the wrist. So you had to, hey, let's give him one. Let's give him this one because we actually seen him on, on video standing on somebody's neck, you know, for that long period of time. And if people was not hot about the situation, it would have never happened anyway. We would he he would have never got twenty two and a half years. He would probably got on probation, or he would probably just been sent home saying he was doing his job. But hey, this is what we got to deal with. Still no law though. Still no bill passed. We got Juneteenth, though. How about that? We got Juneteenth. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I see some plan being on bail, but I don't know if he's going to trial yet. No, he's not going to trial yet. And when he do get on trial, 
He's getting off. He's getting off. I mean, let me ask you a question. Ahmaud Aubrey's situation. Mm-hmm. Do you not see that as the open and shut case? I mean, I do. All the evidence that's been laid out, the video, everything. Well, I, I mean, I saw the video. It was a guy running. Mm-hmm. Two dudes in a pickup truck pull up next to him, mm-hmm. come out pointing shotguns at him. Right. He's like, what the hell? I'm mm-hmm. not trying to die today. Mm-hmm. He tries to take the shotgun because he's defending himself. Mm-hmm. He gets shot. To me, they look like the aggressors. They were. To me, that's open and shut. If you see a guy jogging. <laughs> Regardless of what he was doing. No. You don't know what he was doing. You mm-hmm. say you're dead, but whatever. But then it shows you on the video that he did go inside the residence. He went inside, but then you see him run back out. He didn't have nothing in his pocket, nothing in his hand. Right. Was he doing wiring? Got some plates, wood? What was he stealing? <laughs> And then you go cut him off in your pickup truck. Yeah. That would scare anybody. That would scare anybody. Yeah. Only thing I ask people to do is switch the roles. Two black guys in a pickup truck. The exact same scenario. Exact same scenario. Protecting their neighborhood. Pull up on a white jogger who had just left the resident that, that was across the street from them. And they felt like the white guy was stealing. Pull up on him in the pickup truck and a friend behind him, another black guy, is recording and cut him off and have the shotgun and calling the police saying we're doing a citizen arrest. What would happen? I don't even think we'll still be talking about going to trial with. I think it'd be the open and shut case. I think two weeks or the same week, they'll be charged for murder. And one of them might be getting a death chair. The penalty, I mean, the death penalty. And if you don't know why we both feel this way, Maybe take a course in critical race theory and find out where these conceptions are coming from that we have about what would happen if the roads were reversed. Fact. What happened in our history that makes us think that black people would be charged harder than white people? Facts. Take a course in critical race theory. Maybe you'll find it out. But I digress. That's all you got to do. All critical race theory, you know, it says that white people are blue eyed devils. We all know that's not true. No, it's not true. Some of them have brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> joke, joke, joke. Just joke, a joke, joke, fellas. Just a joke, women. But on a serious note, everything that we are saying is true. And yes, you can say it's just our opinion. But at the end of the day, just go look at the facts. It's happened. It's still happening. Why erase something that we all can learn from? Everybody can benefit from it. Think about it. Your children need to know what was done to not do it. If you're teaching them the right way. The rapper? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not that Sean. Okay, S H A U N King. Okay, the activist. You ready him? Light skinned guy looks like Jesse Williams. Oh, Sean, it's S H A U N. Yeah, yeah, said? yeah. Did I say that? I think I think you did, but yeah, I know him. Yeah. Um, he's been in. He's, he's been getting looked at kind of funny by the black community. Funny I mean. By the black I mean because dealing with every different scenario that's been going on, including the George Floyd and everything like that, even with Breonna Taylor stuff, he was all in at one point, but then he started backtracking on a lot of stuff. So, Samaria Rice, I believe that's her name. Right. Tamir Rice's mother. Apparently, her and Sean King had a falling out. I just found out about this a couple of hours ago, so excuse me, I don't have all the details. Right. Apparently... She asked Sean King to stop, basically stop raising money in her son's name. Mm. He continued and not giving any of the money to the Tamir Rice Foundation. What? From what I hear, like I said, I haven't right, 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 checked right. any of this. And uh, Benjamin Dixon, I believe, actually used to work with Sean King on. Uh, I can't remember the, the 
the newspaper they worked on. I think it was called The Northerner or something like that. Mm-hmm. But him and one of his co-hosts interacted with Sean King. Apparently, according to one of the co-hosts of the Benjamin Dixon show, Sean King was essentially the kind of guy who would take credit for the people's work underneath him. Really? That's what I hear. Wow. Like the people, like say you were the head of the magazine mm-hmm. and you had your reporters, you wouldn't credit them for all their stuff. You would take he the would work post and it as he did it. As wow. He, it was his work. Wow. I don't want to throw out gossip or anything, but I just found that really interesting about a guy like Sean King. Yeah, and it is. I don't know. No, it's, it is. It's something I, I, I wouldn't think that he would do. Yeah. I mean, like I said, his journalism work to me has always been something that was, I mean, you could stand on. I mean, it was credible. But if you're taking and stealing somebody else's work, I mean, that's fraud, man. That's fake. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, if that's what's going on. Right. If that's what's going on, that's fake and that's fraud. And and the thing is, it's to the point where it's like, that is stuff that other people do. <laughs> but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I'm talking about Sean King right now. And, and the thing is, it's like, to me, he always been like uh, a guy who stand on to stand for something. Yeah, and um, I follow him. I follow him on Instagram and uh, on Twitter also. And um, he's he's a stand up brother. And, and, and but if you're doing that, man, I mean, man, that's sad. I I really don't even. I, I'm a lost at a loss for words right now. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't think Sean King would be doing that. But like I said before, a lot of people have been questioning him about certain, you know, certain other things also. I mean, especially with the Breonna Taylor situation and all that stuff. So a lot of people have already been questioning him and uh, really trying to see his take on some of this stuff. Because at first he was all in about certain things and then he just started backtracking on certain stuff. Because I remember one day I had posted on uh, Instagram, his story. And I tagged him in it. I'm not on Instagram. On uh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. And I tagged him in it. It was about the Breonna Taylor situation. And when I heard the family had took the money, I basically said the the case was over. I said it's over. With. The settlement money. Yeah, the settlement mm-hmm. money. When they took when they when they took the money and they took the deal. Don't get me wrong. They paid them a nice piece of change. But when that happened, I had instantly said, "Oh, it's over." I said, "Ain't nothing gonna happen now." And you know. He was like, don't say that, you know, right now it's just basically them taking the money, not saying that something still can't happen after this because I really feel down deep down inside. I'm like, when does that ever happen? Well, the whole point of a settlement is that you don't press charges. Thank it? you. When has that ever happened? When, yeah. when has it has it ever happened? I mean, then? I don't want to play, well, I guess I don't want to, but I just, it's my nature to play devil's advocate. Maybe right. he was saying it won't, nothing will come from the family, but he can still be sued by the state or... He, he was basically like saying that. he still could be charged for murder. Yeah. And and I was basically saying there's no way somebody's going to give you $30 million. Well, that's I mean. The fam- it, it couldn't be the family that charged him. It would have to be somebody else that charged him with murder. But, but did you actually think that was going to happen? Well, who would it be if not the family? That's what I'm Man, saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, so me personally, that's why I was like it was over. He was like, no, from what her lawyers, what their lawyers are saying is that, yeah, they're taking the money because they basically saying they were wrong. They were wrong, but if you take this money, then you know it's going to ease some things, and we ain't going to charge this man with murder. And I don't think he got charged with murder, did he? I don't know. Probably not. No, he didn't. <laughs> but he did get charged for shooting in the wall, right? Oh yeah, shooting shooting that wall, endangering yeah. the neighbors. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember that, and and, and I started taking a different take on him. Then I was like. Dude, how are you going to sit here and say, you going to tell me what a lawyer say? A lawyer say anything. A lawyer will say anything. But the man, they get charged. You, The family received $30 million, and it's over with. Because they saying, if I can buy you, which any family who, don't, who come from nothing is going to receive the money. Am I right? $30 yeah. million, that's hard to say no to. But if you really, really want justice for your child... Me personally, that's this. This is just my opinion. I'm not saying this. This is no knock to the family or anything like that. 
But me personally, I, I felt like it was over with as soon as they as soon as they took the money and they signed on the dotted line. I'm not sure how that would work because I feel like regardless of if because the payment came from the I'm assuming the state or the yeah. city or whatever the government, mm -hmm. the individual can still be sued. I see, I see what you're saying that they took this money probably on the conditions that all right you're not gonna sue this man, mm -hmm. but I don't see them paying that much money to protect this one guy. But this, he, the, he, the the city or whatever being sued and being charged with murder, it's totally different. Yeah, because. After they paid that money, they basically saying, we're sorry. Take this money. But this guy's not getting charged with murder. And he got off, from my understanding. The last I checked, he got off. And a lot of people were still mad about it. But, hey. But that's like, like basically I said all that to just say, that's when I started taking a different take on Sean King because he came to my page and he posted it. And he was like, no, the lawyer said this, 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 and this. And then it came out to be exactly what I said. And I'm like. Am I wrong now? You know? Because I was right the whole time, basically. So what's the equivalent? I mean, he's not a culture, or culture vulture. No, no, he's not. But what is the equivalent of somebody who does that similar thing just to just because it's hot? You know what I'm saying? Okay. A culture vulture. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Drake, Drake in the flesh, and that's just my opinion. I feel like Drake is a culture vulture. Is Sean King that, as far as civil rights, you think? I don't know. Based on this, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but you know me, like me, I'm, I'm, I stand, I stand firm on. I don't want to knock uh, a black man because, like I said, he already got a struggle in his world anyway to be knocked. And um, but at the same time, though, I mean, right is right and wrong is wrong. Yeah. And in my eyes, and in my opinion. There is a culture vulture. Hmm. To be honest. But hey, man. Sean King, I mean, until recent events, has always been a stand-up brother to me. And to be honest with you, I can't even say to recent events because I don't know if anything that's been said about him is factual. Right. So by by my knowledge of knowing him and, you know, the way he represents, I'm going to still stay here say he's a stand-up brother because... He has been pushing a lot of stuff home, and he and he has been putting a lot, applying a lot of pressure in places that needed pressure to apply it to. So I can't sit here and just say that you know, by this one incident or somebody putting something out, you know what I mean? Because people do it all day. Mm. People do it every single day. They put out bad news, bad press on somebody just so you can turn their back on. You know what I mean? I mean, think about it. I mean, even with Usher, the singer back in the day. I mean, he's a black brother who was doing his thing, and they was, and the first thing they said was, "Oh, he's gay." They did tell about Usher, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I thought they would just say that in high school because we was jealous of them. Nah, that's that's what it was. But <laughs> hate is hate. You know what I mean? I mean, just 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 to knock down a brother every now and then. I mean, but like I said, I I really don't think that we should take everything that we hear and run with it. Yeah. Until the facts is you know put out there. But at the same time, like I said, if that's what's going on, then yeah, it's a problem. The thing is, I, I, I really I, I really hate that it's like that, but in the music industry, for some women to sell, they got to have the complete package. Meaning the face, the body, you know, and the talent. You think she got all three? The talent specifically? I believe her delivery is on a whole nother level. Because, don't get me wrong, even if she's not even writing the song in itself, even writing her own lyrics, some people are just very, very talented at delivery. Like Drake. Drake really is not a writer because we know he had a ghostwriter before, you know. But he's a great actor. <laughs> Serious. He's been acting his whole entire life, even when he was just known as Aubrey. Um, what was the name of the show? Degrassi. Degrassi. And like I said, I mean, he's been always been a good actor. Always been a good actor. So the delivery aspect of it, to me, that's, that's, that is considered a talent. Because you got some people who can write their butt off. But the delivery, they just can't do it. That's why you see people give their songs away and stuff like that, and it becomes an instant hit 
you know, mm-hmm. like Party Next Door did when it came to Rihanna. Every song and every hit that she had these past few years, Party Next Door wrote it. Could have been his song. Maybe it would have been a hit. Maybe not. But with Rihanna being on it, it was an instant hit. You know what I mean? And he's probably more successful because of that. Of, of course. But um, he could have made more money if it was his. Really? Yeah. Even if he didn't have delivery? Because once they pay you for it, it's no longer yours. It's no yeah. longer yours. Unless you didn't did a deal to where you're going to be, you know, getting paid because it's your song and you're, and you're basically saying this is my song. And you're not giving, you haven't given it all completely away. So ASCAP going to pay you quarterly for all the spins that have been getting and everything and the downloads and streams. But I think he wrote the song and sold it completely and gave it to her. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there. But, but I basically said all that to say that I do think she has talent when it comes to delivery-wise, but I think Safari, when he was with her, the lyrics that he wrote for her, like, was was perfect for her. And she was most successful when she was with him. People people going to say different. A lot of people going to say, no, no, that's not true, that's not true, but the proof is in the pudding. When he was with her, and he was actually helping her write her songs, they were hits. Yeah. Hits. Her delivery is still the same. Don't get me wrong. She's a 10 from 0 to 1. As far as 10 being the best. Like, for her. Like, as far as delivery-wise. She can do it with the best of them. But her writing skills is not up to par. So, yeah. I do think she's talented with her delivery. But, like, the overall package. Yeah. Like, basically what people want to see as far as the face, the body, and everything like that. Yeah, she got that, too. But writing-wise and all that stuff, can I really consider you, like, a superstar talent if you can't even write your own music? Didn't we have this discussion? We had it before. Or did we just touch? We didn't go deep into it, it No, no, it was like bits and pieces. Yeah. But the thing is, though, I I really feel like in order for you to be the complete package, someone like uh, Kendrick Lamar. I was about to say Michael Jackson, but we canceled him, so. (laughs) Some people and even he didn't write all this. Like towards the end, I don't think he wrote all his. No, songs. No, no, he, he didn't write all his songs. But you gotta understand, at one point in time, Michael Jackson wrote everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why. That's why he came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote everything. Wrote everything. Choreographed like like choreographed everything. Mm-hmm. So he was a superstar talent. Don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong with getting help down the line. Like when he when it comes to writing music, because I mean R. Kelly wrote for Michael Jackson before. And that's, that and that's that's who because that's. When I said he didn't write mm-hmm. a lot of his later stuff, that's who part of my like, yeah, R. Kelly wrote some songs. Yeah, Jackson. a lot of people wrote a couple of songs for him later on. Yeah. But, you know, it's a lot of people that's coming into the game and people are writing for you. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got a certain backing behind you. And, and you will be more successful with this song than I would. So I wonder, uh, we're going off topic, but I wonder, um, you know, you can write a book. But like you have somebody like, hey, this is my ideas, mm-hmm. and they they actually write it. Mm-hmm. Is that the same in music? I I would say to a certain extent, yeah, yeah. But some people actually take somebody's whole entire song. Like you didn't have nothing to do with it. Yeah, it I'm, wasn't I'm, you. I'm just wondering. It's like what, like somebody has all that. They have good ideas, great mm-hmm. ideas, but they just can't put them down on paper. Right. It's like what they what. Like in your opinion, would that be the same? I mean, if you play a part in actually doing the, like, right in the writing process, I would say you know what I'm saying, yeah. Or, or I have these lyrics, but I, I'm bad with music. I can't compose nothing, but I have these lyrics. I, I have a poem. I need some music to put my poem behind. But I, can, I can't do music though. You need somebody to help you, like, like give compose, you direction, compose, to, to put it together. Yeah. Me personally. I still put you in the category of an actor because this is not you. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You wrote it, but somebody got to teach you how to rap it. Mm. <laughs> is that really you or is it the person? You know, who's the real talent? Yeah, yes, because it's like you're at that point just writing a script. Who's the real talent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wrote the lyrics. But you just can't deliver it right. Let me say. Let me tell you how you're supposed to say it. So let me wrap it for you. And this is what you need to say. And th- and you go behind me and you wrap it just how I wrapped it. Is that skills? 
who who's the most talented person in the room then? Right. I'm asking. I'm I'm, I'm asking you. Who, who who would you say is the most talented person in the room then? I mean, it's like it's, I don't know because actors have acting coaches. You know what? What you saying that just changed everything. <laughs> really, really, it, it just changed everything to me. Yeah. From that perspective that you just came with, because actors do have uh, acting coaches. So, well, it really don't change everything because I said some rappers are actors. Yeah. So, would you consider that as a acting coach? Yeah. So you wouldn't consider them as a rapper. I don't know. That's I don't know because they still have to, regardless of whether, like you can say this is how I want you to do it, but if you can't do it, then then you really, you have no hope. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to be honest with you. And maybe this is me being an old guy since I turned 40 or whatever. But I was spoiled. I had people like Tupac mm-hmm. who did it all. Yeah. Tupac was the one who came in the room, wrote all his music, laid it down, told the guy, this is how I wanted it to be done. Punch me in here. Punch me out here. I want to speak in between here. This is what I want to do. And then he will coach up the guys who's in the room with him that's going to be on the same song with him. So when, see, I label him as the greatest rapper of all time to me. So me being that guy and labeling somebody like Tupac as the greatest rapper of all time, it's kind of hard for me to see somebody come in and don't even do half or 10% of what he did and be considered as the great or, or, or be considered as in today's culture, oh, he's going to go down in history as probably number one. How? So we're just going to discredit everything Tupac did. That's about everything. That's the problem I have with all times, all mm-hmm. time this. And that's not just music. I'm talking about everything. Everything. Because right. it's like, you can't compare um, Wilt Chamberlain to Michael Jordan. No, you can't. To Kobe, mm-hmm. to LeBron. I agree. Because that's all different eras. I agree. Can't compare Wayne Gretzky. Mm-mm. To Sidney Crosby, I agree. Two different eras, I agree. And I get, I think we got to start looking at music that way. Hmm. Because you know, me being a closeted wrestling fan, I look at wrestling that way. Okay. The, from, the wrestling now is not the same as it was in the '90s, and no. I can't go back and look at the '80s and '70s wrestling. Why? Because I, I grew up on the '90s wrestling, right? Like. Like I'm talking about just early '90s, early '90s all the way up to Attitude Era '90s, right, right, okay, okay, and I've been okay. watching pretty much ever since. And not just WWF, WWE. I've seen other different uh, promotions yeah. and other different styles. They're all different styles of wrestling. And but not you know you. I can't go back and look at '80s yes, wrestling. You be can. honest with you, I can't. But not to cut you off. Shout out to my boy Bass Knight. He's doing he's doing his thing in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Hey man, kudos to you, brother. I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you actually leaving a great job and actually living your dream. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't do that. He's actually living his dream and being successful at it. Mm-hmm. But kudos to him. But go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. I had to put No, nah, because I, cause as I was saying that, I'm looking at, you know, I, there's a bunch of great matches in the 80s that I went back and watched. So I can't a watch lot 80s. Of them. But I, I, again, I, just, I can't look at it and compare it to today. I got to like put myself back in that mind frame and just enjoy it for what it is. But think about it then. Think about this. In the 80s, a lot of the stuff was just real, and that's another thing. It, it looked back then; it looked a lot more real. Like now, it looks like okay, this okay. this looks pretty choreographed. It wasn't just back then. Yeah, a lot of it was real, and yeah. even when it was like, um, what was it? Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky Dragon Steamboat. People say that's one of the greatest matches of all time. Mm-hmm. They made those matches look real, even though they were completely worked out from the beginning. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. now, now stuff just looks court, especially WWF, WWE, whatever. Yeah. You say, okay, this is we're gonna do this. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is gonna. Yeah, this is where they're gonna do this. Because because a lot of it has been more scripted out, like a soap opera. Yeah. And back in the eighties, see, they had to go away from that because when you syndicate it and you're on TV, big time television, there's certain things you can't do and say no more. Right. And back in the eighties, it was raw and uncut. You know what I mean? We're trying to make this thing as popular as we can. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, it's like people ending their careers with certain type of knee injuries and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you got to understand, man, it was it was heavy, some heavy hitters then. I mean, that's when you had Andre the Giant against Hulk Hogan. And, you know, people are actually being bloody. And it's real. Mm-hmm. It's real blood. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the real deal. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I mean, it was a lot of things that they had to do to go above and beyond to entertain you, for you to love the sport. And, you know, it was a lot of dramatics in it also, but it was a lot of people just not even having no script in front of them and just going off the top of the head. Right, and that's a lot of people. A lot of wrestling fans today think that's what made it better back then. It did. they Because they let the wrestlers have freedom. It did. This is your character. This is your character. This is the story. Go. Just think about it. What if it wasn't ever a Ric Flair? Right. And, and everything that he said and did was basically off the top of the head. You tell Ric Flair, this is where you're going to be. This is the scene. This is what the, you just go. Mm-hmm. Nature Boy? Come on. That's the realest you can get. Jet flying, limousine driving. Woo! Come <laughs> on, man. I mean, that's the realest you can get. I mean, you can't script that. You that can't is. sit here and say, this is what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. Right. Right. That's his personality. Yep. To this day. Yeah. It, uh. You see what I'm saying? I'm 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 saying because we if we talk about this we could be another another a whole another hour. I know, right? But, but. you know, <laughs> just, just being just being honest to this day. Yeah, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like when you when you brought up wrestling, it's to the point where it's like today you can look at some of them as actors. That's why yeah. you see people like The Rock and all that stuff going on to other ventures and becoming like the superstar of the acting world because you've been trying to do it. This is what you've been training for. But his personality is what made him great also. He had a little freedom. Well, they had, they had much more. Back, compared to what they have now, yeah. they, had a much, they had a lot more freedom. Yeah. Now it's basically, um, this is what you say. Memorize it. Exactly. <laughs> and, pe- and, pe- and people, I want, I want you to understand, I know we're all over the place, but you got to understand, we've been missing for like a month and a half, two yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> Work with us, people. It's so much we want to talk about. It's so much we want to dive into. And I really want to. I want to stay on. I want to stay on this this this, this wrestling topic real quick. What do you think about Rey Mysterio and his son winning? Did you see that? Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't care. Why you don't care? I don't know because they didn't let Dominic Mysterio make. Make his own name. Thank you. Hey, and now the only reason the only reason I asked you why is because I really want to hear hear that right there. Yeah. Because Same thing with Charlotte Flair. I mean, it's like, okay, I get it. She's Ric Flair's daughter. Right. Stop trying to stop trying to parallel their careers. Right. They're trying to. I guarantee you, by the time she retires, they're gonna make her the. 20-time women's champion because exactly. she's already in double digits now. Exactly. Like, stop trying to make her her father. And she's not. <laughs> and and, and even, even Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, he's not. He's not. He will never be. And the thing is, I think that takes away from the guys who are actually working their way up the ranks. Yep. Doing, I'm talking about doing the, 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 the character work, like trying to build a character where people are going to grasp onto and love and fall in love with. It really takes away from them because now you have these legacy children who's coming in on the backs of their fathers, you know, and actually basically just giving them their spot. Mm-hmm. You know, Dominic Mysterio. Okay. That's not innovative. You're going off your dad. Right. You're riding mm-hmm. his coattail and you're going to ride it for more millions. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm crapping on Dominic Mysterio. To it's me, good. it wasn't his choice. That's what WWE said that's yeah. what we're gonna do because i mean yeah ray's been doing this for a long time but what happens when he finally when he literally finally can't do it anymore right then what and that's coming <laughs> that's coming because I'm, I'm pretty sure he's close to 50 already oh yeah he definitely is if not 50 already and the thing is i believe like like when i said a legacy kids i'm saying they're basically know they're about to be missing this spot and someone who actually trained up under their father and actually learn and mimic every single move that he ever created and basically try to come up with their own moves and all that type of stuff. Wrestling need that type of person in, in wrestling. So who better to replace Rey Mysterio than his son? The biggest, the biggest to me, the biggest success story in wrestling is when a wrestler is finally free to do what they want to, Facts. he or she wants to. Facts. It's Cody Rhodes. Facts. Facts. 
I agree. Cody is showing you right now. He, should, he's, he This is what he's doing to Vince McMahon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Giving him the finger. Exactly. Like, you wanted me to be stardust for the rest of my career in WWE. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. You want me to be this? All right, fine. I'm done. Not only am I done, I'm going to go on these all, all these little, little small promotions that mm-hmm. you don't care about. Right. I'm going to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. And then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to come back, get with my friends, and make a freaking wrestling promotion. Exactly. <laughs> and he did it. And is doing it. And, 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 and on, people, on his own. On his own. And what people own. fail to realize is that when you discredit someone and you push them out the door and you basically say you don't have the freedom to do what you want to do, you're going to be a slave to what I want you to be, and they actually become your competition. That's a tough pill to swallow. And it's... And- if you if you care about wrestling and you don't think AEW is competition, financially probably not. WWE's got money out the yang. Yeah, they're not going out of business. Never. But they are going to start losing their fans. They are, because when you can find something that's more realistic and more entertaining to watch, because it's new, people don't understand that. NXT. Mm-hmm. WWE itself. All that. NXT. <laughs> NXT is freaking great. Yes, it is. That's that. But you know, to any wrestler heads out there, you understand where we're coming from. And when you have someone who come from, who father was the old days, tough and rugged type of guy, and he's actually trying to bring that same energy back, you want to see that. Mm-hmm. You want to see that. Because a lot of people are starting to lose the love for the real wrestling. You know? The back in the day. And it goes back to that movie. What was that movie? The Wrestler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That depiction of that movie. Really goes to show you how it was in the 80s. Yep. And, that, and that's, that's the most realistic movie anybody out here can watch because really, that really wasn't scripted. Right. You saw them try their best to do a lot of acting and a lot of different little role plays, but you put your body on the line for real. Now it's a little bit more safe. It's a little bit more safe. You know? Mm-hmm. You still had guys who tried to go back to the 80s and ended up losing their life. Rest in peace, Michael. Remember him? Was that Sean Michael, brother? What's, what's his name? Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Bret Hart's brother. Brian Hart, brother. Brian, okay. Bret Hart, yeah. Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Bret Hart. Oh, how did I forget that? Owen Hart, who died. You remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. That was somebody who was still trying to show you that 80s wrestling, trying to take it to another level, trying to entertain you a little bit more. I hate that he had to lose his life because he was pretty good. He was pretty good. But uh, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, today, man, is more like a soap opera. And you're looking to see what's going to happen next. Let's see what happened next week. Let's see what happened next week. You know what I'm saying? To me. I know, I know, I know, I know you probably feel a little different. No, because that's what it's supposed to be. The problem with, like, mainstream Raw and SmackDown now is that you literally see the same matches every week. You do. If you look now, it's like, we. I, I just saw this last week. Right. And it just... Uh, I, I don't. I'm not gonna say things are gonna be better once Vince, Vince McMahon finally steps down, but Triple H is doing a pretty good job with NXT. Yeah, because he runs that, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, things it's, it's a little stagnant, but it's still a better pro- product to me. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there are some guys on the main roster that can still go. Right. This past pay per view. Um, Cesaro mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins, right. they, they had a pretty good match. And Cesaro is just a guy, he's li- pretty much been just in limbo his entire career there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's like this unwritten rule in WWE, like if, if Vince didn't create you, then you're nothing. Right. Because right. Cesaro was a pretty big guy right. in the Indies before he came. Um, Ricochet, a smaller guy, but he was – he was one of the guys who uh, flipped around the ring, did all kinds of amazing crap in the right. 80s. Comes with WWE, yeah, whatever. He's nobody. <laughs> right? Uh, man. Because they ain't writing you a script, right? Exactly. They're not writing you in there. Yeah, yeah, because he's not. On the indies, he made his, like, he would do promos and stuff, but his his story was told in the ring. Right. Not on the mic. Right. And that's just a WWE style. It's like, since the Attitude Era in it. It, it really makes me mad when I hear wrestling fans say, 
Oh, why can't things be like the Attitude Era? Do you really want to go back to the Attitude Era? <laughs> Outside of Austin and McMahon and DX, what else was happening? Do you really want to go back to that? <laughs> Just think about it for a second. I know, I know. Hey, but at the same time, you got to understand, the generation, like you said, see, they go back to the rapping. Yeah. You say you don't want to classify errors, but don't you have to? Just think about it. Huh? What did I say? Remember how you said, like, can, do do you really want to like compare this generation to the ones that came before them because it was different eras, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But think about the people who want the attitude era to come back. Are they your age group or they're a little bit younger? No, they're my age group and older. Or older, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. Because I was freaking in high school, the attitude era. Right. What's happening? I mean, I know there are people younger than. But I hope it's nobody. I hope if you're in your if you're under twenty five, and I, that's pushing it just a little bit. Just a little bit. If you're under twenty five, you talking about you want the attitude era back? Shut up. <laughs> shut up, because all you ever saw was highlight videos, right? And documentaries. You you did not actually see the attitude. You didn't right. see WCW versus Raw. No, no, no. no. Every single Monday night. Yeah, so shut up. Yeah. You don't want that. You didn't see ECW come out of nowhere with that crazy. ECW. What the. What were we thinking we were watching this together? <laughs> Everybody just wanted to watch wrestling. Because back That's in hindsight, it. you just want to like, it. what the, these guys are freaking crazy. Yeah. I can't believe they did that. Well, man, like I said, I, I, I like it, but the only reason, like, like, like we're bringing up this wrestling topic because, like I said, it came back to the to the rapping topic, and I was saying Tupac is the greatest of all time, and we basically are saying that if you can't do it in rapping like you saying, you don't want to say the greatest thing. Can you do it in wrestling? Uh, Can you do you it in should. wrestling? I don't think you should. I mean, there's some like objective. There's like some objective things you can look at, uh-huh. like sales as far as rap, mm-hmm. um, box office numbers, like what people drew and mm-hmm. ratings stuff as far as wrestling. But if you're just talking about like straight up skill and talent, you are going to have a completely different view of what skill and talent is versus your nephew. Yeah, of course. So, Drake might be his favorite rapper of all time. To some people, he is. And if if you grew up knowing Drake, that's all you knew. Mm-hmm. That's to me, that's totally valid. But but the, the thing is, the thing is, if we're just going off of the music that being put out there, and we're not going off the talent in itself, I'm still gonna feel the same way I feel, because. You got you to gotta understand, to know somebody like Tupac Shakur, who was an extreme talent, the complete package, who can go anywhere you wanted him to go, whether it was gangster rap, mm-hmm. to Brenda Got a Baby, to Dear Mama, to Is There a Heaven for, uh, you know what I'm saying, Is There, you know, Heaven, you know, in the ghetto. I wonder I if Heaven Got a Ghetto. Get, if Heaven Got a Ghetto. You got to understand, bro, like, when you have someone who actually wrote, Every single lyric, and then you got somebody who basically choreographed and was told how to sing or rap a song. I understand everybody want to say, "Oh, well, this is his era," and everybody want to. You cannot compare him to no Tupac. I don't care what nobody say. Just because you're gonna say, "Oh, he look how many number one hits he had. How many was his? How many?" A lot of people don't want to discredit The Weeknd because The Weeknd told him when he didn't want to sign the OVO. He didn't want to sign the Dre because he said he did not want to basically spend his whole entire career giving great Drake music. Drake whole Take Care album, a lot of people want to say, no, Drake wrote that album. Weeknd said out of his own mouth, I gave you my whole entire album. I gave you my whole entire album. But you're mad at me because I don't want to sign the OVO. No. I know my self-worth. I trust me more. Yeah. You gave me a shot to be seen and heard. Thank you. But I gave you an entire album. Not only was it was a great album, it was number one for a long time. Take Care album changed Drake Hole's entire career, man. And The Weeknd gave him that whole album. The whole entire album. He said, that was my album. You can put whoever name you want to put on anything. You can put Aubrey all, all the way down the album, but I know my work. It was mine. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you hear stuff like this, and more than one person is saying it now. You remember when Drake dropped the whole entire reggae album? Yeah. That's part of Next Door whole entire album. <sighs> part of Next Door 
That's what he raps. Jamaican style. That's why you get stuff like Ponder, Ponder uh, Relay to Rihanna. Mm-hmm. That's why you give her stuff like that. SOS. Because that's your style of music. You know, I never noticed that. Like, that whole reggae feel, that first album, then it's like, hold up. Where'd that go? When did you become Jamaican? <laughs> when, when did you start speaking? You know what I'm saying? When, when, when did you start rapping a reggaeton and stuff like that? It's like, but that's what it is. Whoever is writing for Drake at that time, he becomes that character. And for me, and for the music that I came from, and you can call me the old head, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but I feel like you got to have a certain type of talent for me to end up putting you in any category of being one of the greatest of all time. That's just me. That's my opinion. If 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 this can go quick, I want to say one thing before I get back on one of my ex. Okay. Without Timberland, is Justin Timberlake just a man in the woods? Yes. That's what I thought. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he can sing. He can sing. Because when he was with NSYNC, he was the guy that stood out. Mm-hmm. And everybody already knew Justin is going to blow. He's going to lead. Because his development when he was with the group was next level. The dancing, the singing, but Timberland. When Timberland got with Justin, it was a totally different sound. Yeah. And it's funny because when I said Timberland, you know who else came to my mind? It could have been so many. But who else came to my mind was Nelly Furtado. Exactly. First album, I'm like a bird. Then she comes back. Promiscuous girl, like. What? Who is Who are you? <laughs> and, and a lot and, and a lot of people don't give Timberland credit for doing that. Yeah. Artist development. Mm-hmm. Timberland. Think about everybody he had on his label. Timberland was awesome at doing that. And being a, able to create a sound for you. Yeah. To develop you in a certain way. And to be perceived out here in this world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because... After Timberland, Justin Timberlake became this prep guy. Yeah. <laughs> all over again. You know what I'm saying? He became somebody totally different. And I'm sitting there like, where old Justin go? You know? They're like, oh, this was you the whole time. Oh. So this was you. Okay. Wow. So Nelly, your first, Nelly Furtado, your first song was actually you the whole entire time? Yeah. So when Timberland came along, that was just artist development. Mm-hmm. So that really never was you. It was just him showing you how you should be. Yeah. That, that, see, that's the type of stuff I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? Yep. What's the difference? Put it like this. After Drake left Young Money, was he not a totally different guy? I'm the wrong person to be asking that. Man. Honestly. When I, when, I, when I say the stuff that he was rapping about when he was with Wayne and the stuff that he's rapping about now and later on, who's the real guy? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Who's the real guy? Because now he's more of a crooner. Yeah. Because he got a, he got a lot of R and B guys writing music for him. That's all I'm saying. That's a great actor to me. Hmm. And a lot of people gonna say I'm hey. A lot of people gonna say I just don't like Drake. I don't like anybody. Who's I mean, just it's an okay just to not like an artist. I don't like anybody <laughs> who's just who, who's just an actor, like. How can I consider you an artist if nothing about you is really artistic? Like, don't, when I say artistic, I mean being able to sit down and put pen to paper and being able to come up with the entire song yourself. So what do you consider Mr. Hill? Montero Lamar Hill? And a gentle pusher. Before, oh, okay. <laughs> to be honest, that's what I, that's what I feel. I really feel like Nas X is really just out here to be an agenda pusher. And the thing is, I mean, what better guy to use than someone who came from nothing, who was the perfect bait to use to be like, hey, man, we need this to be put out here. We need to switch this thing up. We need some controversy. We need something. Use him. That's how I feel. That's just me.
this might sound controversial. This will sound controversial. I haven't seen it so much this year, but it used to be every father before I was a father. Mm-hmm. Every Father's Day, you know, Happy Father's Day, and shout out to all the single moms doing it for themselves, being fathers. I'm like, I get what you're saying. You can't provide no. what a father can. No, you can't. I can't provide what my wife can. No, you can't. You know, because a woman naturally is maternal. Yeah, that's her instinct. You feel what I'm saying? That's that's her side. A father natural position is going to be the protector, mm-hmm. the provider, you know, the confidence builder. You know what I mean? Yep. All that plays a factor. And if you're missing one side, you putting this child to be half of themselves, really. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you actually have a man who actually, even though me and the mother is not together and we're not getting along on that level, but everything is focused on you and your well-being, Mm-hmm. So you can actually get both sides. You could be my my perspective and her perspective. I feel like that's a success because every child needs their father, right? Just like every child needs their mother. Yep. Now, God forbid something happened to where they lose one of them. But I feel like any man who creates a child should be there for their child. Yeah. Period. Agree. And any mother who gave birth to this child should be there for her child. Period. That's a part of you. Yeah, and that's the part I never got. You know, being as a man with no womb, mm-hmm. no uterus, no child caring capacity. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I've never understood, you know, how a woman could, you know, just be so cold to their child. Right. That they carry for so long. Man, you got some women who just because of the daddy don't like the child. Yeah. Because of the relationship I had with your father, you who I carried for nine months. Who basically ate because I ate. Mm-hmm. Who had water because I drank it. I don't like you because of your daddy. Right. That's cold hearted. But you have people out there like that. Absolutely. And just like you got deadbeat fathers that's out there. And race don't play a factor in this. Not at all. <laughs> Not oh, at all. Why. Across the globe, this is what we have. And at the end of the day, right is right and wrong is wrong. But I, But I feel like... Any man who actually making an effort to be there for their child and actually being successful at making that effort, kudos. Like, you doing what you're supposed to be doing as long as you can be the provider and the protector. And the only thing I can I, I could possibly say that I, that is enough not being able to be up under one roof is being that protector all the time. Because, yeah, a couple of hours from now, the next day or something, you can get there. But if that child needed you in that moment, they needed daddy to be there to make it feel all right. That's the only thing I say that could be the downside of something like that. You know, because daddy is a superhero in a lot of children's eyes. You know? Daddy is the superhero. Daddy is the one, if everything is going wrong, and daddy know he can't even do it himself, but he's going to tell you what. I'll take care of it. I got it. So I told my wife this a couple of years ago. It was it around Father's Day or Mother's Day? I can't remember. But uh, I'm, uh, as Kayla started getting older, I noticed how she would win and how she would want one of us. A lot of times, like, if she would fall off of something or get hurt or something, right. she would cry, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm there. Yeah. She'd come to me, I'll hold her. Here comes mom. Then she go to my mom. Mm-hmm. I started. I, I didn't feel no kind of way about it. Right, right, right. But I just started thinking. I wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. Then, um, almost like a light bulb went off. It was like when Daddy's here, mm-hmm. if something's coming for me, mm-hmm. Daddy's gonna take care of it. Right. When I'm with Mommy, nothing's gonna happen to me at all. To put it simply, Daddy is protection. Mm-hmm. Mommy is safety. Right, 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 right. You see what I'm saying? Right. I understand that, too. One thing my granddaddy used to always tell me when I was little, and I used to get mad at my grandma or my mom or something like that, he used to always say, my granddaddy never said much, but when he spoke, you had to listen. And he used to always say, say if it's a house fire. As a father, 
I'm going to think about going in there. I'm not saying I'm not going to go in there. But I'm going to think about it. Because I'm going to look at the danger and stuff around me first. But a mama, she's going to go in without thinking. So I always keep that in mind when it comes to how you feeling about this woman. Because at the end of the day, she carries you. And if something is going wrong, she ain't going to think twice. She coming. And so I, I get where you coming from about a child gonna always feel protected, like around their mama, like ain't nothing gonna happen to me around mama. If something coming for me, daddy gonna take care of it. So I get you.